0: Students at Florida College start their morning with chapel every weekday. Join us now for Daily Chapel from Florida College. Good morning, everyone. As is our usual on Monday, we're blessed to have a guest speaker with us. John Guzetta has been the evangelist at Lake Wales, Florida for 22 years And then just recently began at the Brandon congregation in March of 2021.
1: His son Jonathan was here as a freshman a few years ago at FC, and Juliana is currently a senior, and Jessica, a freshman. So it's a family affair here. We're so grateful to have John speaking with us this morning.
0: Let's begin in song When We All Get to Heaven. sing the wonder
1: Morning, everyone. Each morning I tend to look at my two or three favorite websites in order to find the news stories of the day. And I saw a headline that was very clearly the sort of clickbait that I tend to avoid. But I read it again, it really got my attention. It said, man gets life in prison for stealing $4 package of socks. And I read it again. I thought, are you serious? With all the terrible things, all of the injustice happening in this world, now we're arresting guys and putting them in prison for life for stealing a $4 package of socks? I mean, what's next? Are we gonna sentence toddlers to hard labor for spilling a Pepsi or something like that? A, a Coke, I could understand, but a Pepsi certainly, you know. <laughs> So, against my better judgment, I went ahead and I clicked on that story. And I read it and it turns out that it's just a little bit more complicated than it sounds. Yes, indeed, on March 29th, Dean Rockamore, age 49, did indeed exit a Walmart with a $4 package of socks that he had not technically paid for. But as you continue reading down through the paragraphs of the story, he also was stopped by Walmart security And he resisted, which you're not supposed to do. And as you continue to read, it also turns out that in the process of resisting, it turns out that he was carrying a gun. And as you continue to read, you discover he also brandished said firearm at the Walmart security. And so what we find is that he was not arrested so much for the crime of stealing a $4 package of socks as the crime of armed robbery which is a felony. And it also turns out, when you get to the last paragraph of the story, that Mr. Rockamore was a twice convicted felon already. And so that was his third felony. And that in fact is why he was sentenced to life in prison, because that was the statutory requirement. And as terrible as the headline sounds, when you finish the whole story, I come away from that thinking to myself, it actually sounds like he got pretty much what he ought to have gotten. Sometimes news articles are written that way in order to catch us with a salacious headline, to draw us in, to make us think something horrible is going on when really, it's nothing nearly as bad as it sounds. As a side note this morning, this is a freebie, I would recommend that we all use a little bit of healthy skepticism When reading any news article, whether from the right or from the left, it's one of the easiest things that media outlets do is to suggest the causal relationship, when actually there is none. Just by mentioning two things in the same headline makes us think that one must lead to the other, and that is not necessarily the case. So be careful. Use critical thinking when digesting media. But the other truth is that it is important sometimes For us to dig a little bit bit more deeply into the stories that we read in the Bible. And that if we reduce certain stories to nothing more than a soundbite, to a headline, we might come away with the wrong impression. And skeptics will sometimes do this to us. For example, in Numbers chapter 15 and verses 32 through 36, I suppose if we were to reduce this to a clickable headline, we would say something like man executed for picking up a stick. And we would think what man executed for picking up a stick. Well, indeed, Numbers chapter 15, starting in verse 32, says that while the sons of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. And they put him in custody because it had not yet been declared what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, the man shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. So all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones, just as the Lord had commanded Moses but is what is going on here really a man executed for doing nothing more than stooping down and collecting a stick? His crime was actually breaking the Sabbath. And that was something that God had very, very clearly communicated to the people and repeated to the people on multiple occasions, not only in the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, but again in Exodus 23 verses 12 through 13, again in Leviticus 23 and verse 3, God had emphasized that there would be no exceptions to this rule, not even in situations that were really important, like a harvest of crops that really needed to be brought in. God says it doesn't matter. Seventh day and we rest. That's Exodus 34 and verse 21. And God had already demonstrated his determination to follow through on this commandment when in Exodus chapter 16, people went out to collect manna on the seventh day and there was none. And like any good parent exercising tough love, he made them go hungry. He had actually declared the punishment in Exodus 31 and verse 12 and Exodus 35 and verse 2 that the penalty for breaking the Sabbath was indeed death. Which makes you wonder as we go back to the story in Numbers 15. I thought it says what needed to be done had not been declared. Actually, the penalty had been declared. Death, it was how it was to be carried out that they waited for further instruction. And in fact, God had been so specific in Exodus 35 and verse 3. He included in the Sabbath law that you shall not even kindle a fire in your dwellings. So again, this man was not executed for the crime of picking up a stick but for defying the Lord's clear, explicit, repeated word for which he had set forth an example for all generations, don't trifle with God. Don't trifle with God. And yet, as inflexible as God can be about defending his word and how important it is that we all do our very best To keep the commandments of our Lord. His inflexibility is matched by his mercy. As we conclude this morning, I would encourage us to turn to Psalm 103 and look at verses 8 through 14. Psalm 103 verses 8 through 14. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children... So the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he himself knows our frame, and he is mindful that we are but dust. Let's pray together this morning. Our dear God, we thank you so very much that while we see in your word the importance of keeping your law, of following each commandment that you present to your children, for we know, Father, that none of these things are random, that you provide the direction in your word to keep us safe, to bring us closer to your nature, to bring us to you in heaven. Father, we're so thankful that you give us the opportunity to be saved, for we fall short of of your law over and over and over again. We're so thankful, Father, that you are also not just our lawgiver, but our creator and our Father, that you love us, that you realize how weak and feeble we are, and that if we come to you, that you forgive and you forgive and you forgive over and over again. Father, please remind us that mercy triumphs over judgment. Help us not only to take advantage of the salvation in your son, Jesus, but to spread that message to those that we meet. Father, we thank you for this beautiful new week, all the promise that it holds. We pray that we would use it to your glory. Please forgive us when we fall short. And in Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen. Thank you
0: for joining us for Daily Chapel from Florida College. Have a blessed day.